0: This ASAP podcast is brought to you by Spec Athletic, the synthetic sports surfacing company. Building facilities that athletes can work out on, train on, and compete on. Spec Athletic, the flooring professionals with Regapol America technology. Check them out at specathletic.com. Hi, this is Ed Zicali with Athletic Strength and Power Podcasts. Today, I'm in East Lansing, Michigan, with Dr. Ken Leisner. He's one of the speakers here on board on a cold winter day. Let's talk strength, Dr. Ken. First of all, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, and yes, Ed, it is cold. We're at eight degrees today.
0: Capsulize what you talked about this morning, and uh, then I've got a few extra questions for you.
1: When you've been around as long as I have, and if you've been on the lecture circuit, or if you've gone into different universities or NFL programs and given your thoughts and some of the explanations for your choice of choosing ways to uh, do things. Uh, You've said almost all that you think you could say. And the message that I wanted to bring today really concerned itself with prioritizing for high school coaches primarily because their time and their resources are limited. And the emphasis that I made today was choosing your exercises that worked the areas that you as a coach felt were the most important areas of focus for your specific players. In my own case, I have the belief that injury prevention is the primary uh, purpose of any well-organized strength training program, especially for younger athletes, and that the cervical spine and, in this case, the trapezius and upper back area are the areas to really make a priority of for the purpose of injury uh, prevention and the prevention of catastrophic cervical spine injury.
0: Dr. Ken, the off-season is just commencing for a lot of programs, especially some of the big college programs. They're just getting the ball rolling, so to speak. What are some of the things where coaches should be taking a look at right now at this part of the year?
1: I think that what a lot of coaches do is put research into their program Decide what they can do, what they can teach, and implement the program. I I think there's not enough individual evaluation to see which players came through the season injured, which players uh, demonstrated deficiencies physiologically in certain areas that need to be improved. And then uh, putting uh, an individual emphasis on their standard program, or what I'll call their regular day-to-day training program, So that these areas of weakness, these areas that need a little extra attention, either for the player's development, maturity, or injury rehabilitation purposes, is addressed. Uh, We have too many programs that uh, it comes out of the computer, the kids are handed the sheet, and that's the program, without really spending time evaluating uh, the the needs of the individual player uh, relative to a specific physiological makeup, injury that was suffered during the year, uh, and the deficiencies that he showed on the field.
0: Ken, you know, the shoulder region, very, very important in training. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys do back in New York? What are some of the ways that you really, really focus on that ever-important shoulder region?
1: I've been fortunate in that we seek out a lot of feedback from the fellows that we train either at the pro or college or high school level. And Stephen Boyd, who's a former All-Pro linebacker for the Lions, made a very good point to me. He was very instrumental in getting the strength coach who was at the Lions during his tenure as a player uh, to purchase some hammer machines. And the coach was more of a barbell-based program philosopher for lack of a better term. You know, that's the way he directed his program and, and had a bias against machines. Uh, but as Stephen explained to him and explained to me, by the third game of the season, as a middle linebacker, he could not lift a barbell or a dumbbell in this, it really could not do anything to maintain strength in the upper extremities of torso because he could not handle the implements. His shoulders were so f- just so sore and so inflamed from the chronic uh, contact and from the constant hitting that he needed to use some form of guided or supported resistance that would allow him to train the area but would not put additional stress on the shoulder. Uh, I think that as an old barbell guy uh, who happens to like the overhead press for a number of reasons is one of the basics in our program, uh, we have always placed a lot of emphasis on it, and we do but I have been more open to doing a lot of, uh, what we'll call isolated or uh, unilateral work, single joint movements specifically for the shoulder because it's a more efficient way to strengthen and rehabilitate weaknesses in the area so that our shoulder work, for the most part, all the pressing is done with a parallel or palms facing each other grip because there's less rotation in the humerus giving the rotator cuff uh, less opportunity to be impinged or inflamed. Uh, We stress that aspect of of the exercises. And if there's one addition that we've made in the last couple of years, that's winter conditioning that includes more dumbbell lateral raise, dumbbell front raise type of movements. And uh, we do use bands for some lateral raise and front raise movements. And for some rotational movements, because it's just a more efficient way to do it. And uh, that, that's one of the ways we address the shoulder area. And we also include the uh, trapezius muscles as part of that shoulder area. I know a lot of coaches don't consider the traps as part of the shoulder. It's a separate thing where it's considered upper back. And while there's truth to the statement, because any of your pressing movements involve rotation of the scapula or shoulder blade, and that's a function of the traps, uh, we focus a tremendous amount of work on that area, especially in the off season.
0: Ken, this, this clinic here is really focusing on football and, and strength training for football, how to get stronger for football. Everybody wants more speed nowadays. We've heard about that all morning. Everybody wants a faster athlete.
1: And I think one of the points that's been lost, the uh, original purpose of strength training for football was to get guys bigger and faster. And we certainly still have the bigger and stronger in the mentality. I think a lot of coaches have forgotten that one of the ways you get guys faster is to get them stronger. And I am of the opinion that if you enhance strength, especially relative to lower extremities and you can exert more force with each footfall, you will have a faster athlete, everything else being equal. So we put a lot of emphasis not on running with gadgets, and sleds, parachutes, things like that, we squat, we leg press, we deadlift, we trap our deadlift. We essentially work to get stronger in the lower extremities, knowing that that will be one of the primary factors for speed improvement.